everyone, Jason Malone here. Welcome to the Jesus on Display podcast. Before we begin today's content, I wanted to say thanks for supporting us here at Fellowship Greenville with your gifts and your generosity. Because of your giving, we get to share resources like this podcast with you to help reach you wherever you are in your life with Jesus. If you'd like to support the ministry of Fellowship Greenville, you can head to fellowshipgreenville.org forward slash give to get started. Thanks so much for your support, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Your spiritual formation and my spiritual formation is essential to us being a church that actually matters. And if you spent any time with us here at Fellowship, you've heard us refer to ourselves as an equipping church. And this value of ours is rooted in what the Bible teaches. And I wanna take a look at what Paul told the church at Ephesus about the importance of equipping. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for building up the body of Christ. So not only has the spirit of God given gifts to the body, every member of the body of Christ, all of God's people in every place, but here in verse 11, Paul's making a distinction. The spirit also gives gifts specifically to the church for the equipping of the church, the body of Christ. And the gift is a gift of leadership. God cares too much for his church to leave it without direction, without guidance and protection and accountability. He loves his people too much just to leave us to ourself. So he has given a gift of leadership to the church to, and this is really what I wanna point out to you this morning, to equip the church. That's what I wanna remind you of, or if you've never heard a pastor talk about it, that's what I wanna talk with you about today. We as followers of Jesus are called by God who went to the greatest lengths and depths possible to redeem us. We are called to help each other grow in Christ. We're invited to know each other and to be known by each other, to counsel each other and to serve one another, to be a part of seeing each other change and grow in such a way that we all look more and more like Jesus. That's the deal. Verse 12 says, he gave leadership to the church to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. That word equip, it means to be made useful. It means to be put right. So what is the purpose of the leadership God has given to the people of Fellowship Greenville? Our purpose in leadership is to equip you, to come alongside you in such a way that you all, that we collectively are building up the body, the church, to come alongside you and equip you and encourage you, to encourage you to minister and shepherd and to build one another up, to use your spiritual giftedness in our midst in order that the entire family of Fellowship Greenville would mature and grow. I don't want us to miss what Paul is saying because it is so foundational. So for review, each one of us is gifted by the Spirit of God. Everybody, it's an all skate, all swim, all play, like every one of us. Secondly, the spirit of God gives a gift of leadership to the church to equip every single member of the body of Christ so that every single member is doing ministry to build up the body of Christ. Lastly, the outcome of God's brilliant design is that we all mature and grow into the fullness of Christ. Now, 
When I say our theological conviction informs our methodology and our philosophy of ministry here at Fellowship Greenville, this is one of the important theological convictions that actually shapes things here. And some of you have lived in it and you realize you're swimming in it and other of you haven't quite realized you're swimming in it yet. And so we're letting you know this morning, this is what our DNA here is and what we value. But if you're a part of a church that is committed to equipping more than anything else, then practically that plays out like this. While we do have a full-time staff team here at Fellowship, our staff team knows their calling and purpose is to equip you, not perform for you. The questions we're having around the table when we gather as pastors and leaders and a staff team and as elders, the conversation is not, is everybody happy with us? How did we do? How many people do we have upset this week? And I only bring that up because there will be pastors all over today that will get in their cars and they will drive home because there has been something projected upon them that the only reason they do what they do is so that people will like it or not like it. And they'll give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down their Sunday on how many thumbs up and thumbs downs they got. And with no apologies here, we wanna let you know that we define success not with how many people sit here, although we are so thankful for the people that God brings here. I'm all for it, I love it. But we measure success with how many people are actually growing in their relationship with Jesus. People that are actually being equipped, that are stepping into avenues to use their giftedness to build up the body and to put the gospel on display. Those are the stories that we're trying to catch and make videos of and put in our monthly bulletin and talk about in regards to Jesus on display, our podcast. Those are the things we're listening for, looking for, coming alongside, seeing and observing as we walk and shepherd people. That's really what Paul continues to unpack if you look back at verse 13 of chapter four. He says, until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Verse 15 says, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly. Look at this, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So when Paul says here, being equipped and using our gifts, that's about maturing and that maturing is essential to us not being, what is he used here, the illustration, little kids. If you're a parent, you know the responsibility of sound guidance for your kids. You also know that kids are easily fooled and quickly, quickly distracted, right? So Paul says our equipping and maturing is to keep us from being tossed to and fro by horrible theology, human reasoning, and the deceitful schemes of the enemy. That's strong. And this is one of the challenges. I said I wanna talk about some of the challenges. This, one of the challenges is a spectator culture. Another challenge to effectively equipping is it seems that way too many folks are tossed to and fro by horrible theology and buying into human reasoning. And Paul talks about this with the church in Colossae as well. I was reminded of this verse this week as I was studying. It says in Colossians 2.8, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. 
Paul, both Colossae and here in Ephesus, and we can fast forward to 2023, Hello Fellowship Greenville. We live in a world that is active. It is not passive. We are living in a world that is attempting to intentionally get you and me to listen to the empty philosophies of this world. And not just the empty philosophies of this world that you may be able to easily discern, but also the quasi-sounding Christian teachings that are actually false teachings and the teachings that are incompatible with the gospel because they're everywhere. They're prevalent, they always have been, as we see even looking back into Paul's day, and they will be until Christ's return. And God in his kindness, I hope you see it, and God in his grace, he gives us the church to equip us and to mature us if we are stepping into it. And that's another challenge, being intentional with our walk with the Lord, of actually stepping into it. Ephesians 4.15, what Paul does is really interesting. The instruction turns to imagery for Paul. He uses this picture of the church as a body, but he doesn't just say you are a body. He emphasizes the fact that the body is knit together by ligaments and tissue and muscles and all kinds of things that I do not understand. And he talks about all these things, hold the, they actually hold the body together. That's the point. This whole body is joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. Everything about our bodies is intentionally joined together. And I believe that's a significant statement. One of my friends said it this way. I thought it was so good. He said, I need you, you need me, we need us. I need you, you need me, we need us. Just spectating is not a legitimate option for maturing in Christ. No, we need each other so that we can mature in Christ. I'm actually gonna invite up a couple of my friends. This is Trenton Stokes and Zach Rigsby. Trenton oversees our uh, care ministry here and Zach uh, oversees our community groups. And what I didn't wanna do today is talk about equipping and then just tell everybody to go to next steps. Although you can go to next steps, that's a totally fine thing to do. But I wanted you to see like practically how all of this hangs together. Uh, you might not know this, um, when I came on staff two years ago, uh, one of the things that they put in my title, which I asked to be put in my title, was pastor of spiritual formation. My title was pastor of vision and spiritual formation because I truly believe, and we believe here at Fellowship Greenville, that those two things go together because equipping is actually a thing. And under the umbrella of spiritual formation is all things equipping and all things care and all things community here at Fellowship Greenville. Jim Thompson is our equipping pastor. Zach is our community groups pastor. Trenton is our care pastor. Sharon and Mary Beth lead our wonderful uh, women's ministry. There's just a lot of different things going on, but it's not just because we're a church who feels like we needed to have some things going on. That's what I wanted you to know this morning. So I asked these guys if they would join me for seven minutes, so I'm putting a timer on us. And in this seven minutes, have each of them answer two questions for us. Zach, I'll start with you. Why does Fellowship Greenville have community groups? Because a lot of churches have community groups. Why do we have community groups at Fellowship Greenville? Yeah, so we don't have community groups to have another program or just have a place for people to get to connected so that they can have more friends. Like we have community groups so that we can live in authentic relationship with fellow followers of Christ so that others may be transformed by the power of the gospel. So our hope is that, in a that those inside of a community group are transformed by the gospel and that 
the gospel's put on display so that other people are transformed by the, by the power of the gospel. Um, community groups is where we, uh, where you get to learn how you're gifted and be given the opportunity to use that for others and to build up other people within the church. So. Yeah, so it has a you focus because we care about you, but it's not just a you focus. It's a you focus for the sake of us being able to continue to, to be the church. Now, I put you on the spot in first service, so you'll have it here in the second service. Uh, how many community groups do we currently have here at Fellowship Greenville and how many adults, because I know there's kids also involved, how many adults are involved in community groups here? Yeah, so 92 community groups right now with That's about 200 leaders and 1,000 adults, 1,500 if you include kids, so a bunch of kids running around yeah. in these groups. So again, this is a practical step. We talk about it a lot. How does a large church feel smaller? How do we think well about a large church being smaller? And we think community groups is one, it's, it's the leading way for us here. Like we would say this over and over again, if you're gonna step into a thing, step into this thing with us for the sake of continuing to understand how you're wired and how you're gifted that you can be invested in and that you can invest in other people. I mean, talk about that because Zach's only been here for two years now. Uh, last month, it was two years. Talk a little bit about the growth that we've seen as you stepped into this role and you'd be the first to say that it's not all about you, I get it. But at the same time, we have ratcheted up the intentionality behind calling people into community. What were community groups like when you arrived versus what we see now in, in regards to growth? Yeah, so we have um, about 600, we had had, past tense, yeah. had about 642 people in community groups about two years ago yeah. and between 55, 65 groups uh, when we started out couple of years ago. So again, I hope you hear what we're saying this morning. This isn't, hey, everybody do better. What this is, is the Lord's being super kind and gracious. And a lot of you that are joining us here are actually stepping into being equipped, whether you realize it or not, you're stepping into that. And if you are coming here and interested in here, this is what we're going to lovingly and intentionally call you into. If they want to connect in a community group, what's the practical step? Yeah, so I'm going to give you two practical steps when it comes to connecting to a community group. One, if you know somebody who is in a community group, talk to them about joining their group. Uh, no, there's nothing like a relational connection in stepping into deeper intentionality uh, within community. So I would encourage you to do that. But then two, what I would probably encourage you, we have a class that we call Community Group Foundation. Yep. We do that four or five times a year. Uh, and the idea behind that is that Everybody kind of, I mean, just the number of church backgrounds in this room, like everybody's bringing a different expectation and idea of community and community group. And so at that class, we unpack, hey, when we say this, this is what we mean by this. So that we all start out with a common expectation and vision. So that class, the next class is on August 20th. Yep. If you have any questions, there's a place called the Community Group Center out in the lobby. It's on the far right. So just long stretch right here. Far right, there are two community group leaders, Ty and Kathy Cook, that are there this morning. But you can go there to register, to ask your questions and anything you might wanna know. We are thankful for our leaders. I don't know if you missed it or not, but over 200 folks lead in our community groups. That's people who are using their giftedness and being equipped in their giftedness because we continue to equip them, but they're equipping other people. So that's just a real practical thing that I'm super thankful for. Trenton, would you take a moment and do the exact same thing that Zach did? How does care ministry fit into the overall picture of the spiritual formation and the equipping of people who are calling Fellowship Greenville home? Sure, thank you. Yep. Uh, when people go through a life issue, maybe a struggle, maybe some sort of suffering, uh, maybe just a time of lack in, in their lives, uh, care ministry exists to come along and, and shepherd and support our people so that they can continue to grow in their walk with Christ and to develop as devoted followers of, of Jesus Christ. 
And sometimes that looks like relational connection. It might be that we would pair somebody up with a Stephen minister, somebody that has gone through training that can walk alongside you one-on-one, -one, one listen to what's going on in your life, uh, ask questions about what's going on in your heart. How are you processing what's going on in your heart with this situation? And then to pray with them, and it's about an hour a week, but uh, these Stephen ministers, they, they love to walk along and, and lift the burden, so to speak, of, of others. Uh, it could also look like maybe connecting somebody with one of our lay biblical counselors or maybe one of our women's ministry mentors so that if somebody comes and they, maybe it's just a part of their life, they, they, they've never been discipled, maybe in the area of grief or of hardship or of conflict resolution, and so in these environments, maybe that biblical counselor is showing you from God's word what it looks like to step into conflict, but to do it well. Uh, other, other type of support, we, we wanna be very proactive with marriages here at Fellowship Greenville, and uh, we've kind of tasked Mike Hawkins with all things marriage. And he leads a great ministry called uh, Reengage. It lasts about 14 weeks. And they do equip and train couples to facilitate and lead groups within that environment. Uh, and a lot of those people know they're coming, their marriage is not, it's shaky, it's not doing well. And uh, sometimes this is the last resort. But re-engage isn't just for the really bad cases. It's also for the good marriages that wanna be better. Yeah. And so for that reason, it's for anybody, yeah. any, any couple that wants to grow on that. And then we have premarital counselors, couples, that uh, take couples that are going to be married through about a, a seven-week process. They kind of pour into their lives and uh, just preparing them for what is yet to come. And then that, the remainder of that year, if there's an issue that comes up, a conflict or something where there's a, a listening ear that's needed, uh, or maybe just a different perspective, they can still meet with that premarital yeah. mentor couple. And of course, sometimes we find ourselves in life situations that just break us. We get, we're, we're in the middle of suffering and hardship. Uh, and for that, we have, we have ministries that come along to help move through some of that, like grief share for those who have suffered loss, divorce care for those who got married and thought that that would be forever and now they find themselves in the aftermath of what's transpired. Uh, and then also we have some people that whether it's due to just their own fault and some of the think choices that they've made in life or maybe a habituated sin or, or maybe they just don't know how to connect with Jesus Christ. It just doesn't seem to be, they don't know the way, the path. We have a thing called regeneration. And technically it is a 12 step recovery program, but I would say that regeneration is really discipleship on steroids. We don't, we, we say that regen is not just about recovery, but it's about intimacy with Christ. And we feel like if you can develop your relationship with Christ and grow it intimately, that you will get recovery uh, thrown in, so to speak. And so those are just a few of the ministries. We've got others, Taste of Grace, Deacons, benevolence, like we could go on. But, a lot of things. How yeah. many people do you have serving though under that care umbrella? How many folks do you have be, that have been equipped and are stepping in to equip other people in regards to that? Uh, we have right around 400 people. I love it. 
Yeah, I love it. So. so 200 leaders leading in community groups, so 400 people leading in the care ministry. That doesn't include all the people that we got. I mentioned women's ministry and our women's Bible studies and other classes that are being taught around here. So many people stepping in to use their gift to equip the body, to build up the body towards maturity. Guys, you did a great job. Thank you so much. We did go, yeah, seven minutes. You did it. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It's Father's Day. We all got to get home and grill. You know how it is. I'm totally kidding. Not everyone's going to do that. That was a stereotypical man joke. Um, I want you to think about this. Based on everything that Paul has argued for in this passage, tell me a scenario, tell me an environment, tell me an issue, tell me a moment that we, this body, cease to need each other to grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ. Tell me when we don't need each other for our sanctification, for our spiritual growth, for our formation. Tell me when we no longer need each other to resist sin, to grow in repentance, to discover our giftedness, to invest in our marriages or our parenting. According to God's design, there is not one single environment, there's not one single issue where I don't need you, you don't need me, we don't need us. Which each part, working properly, makes the whole body continue to grow. The Jesus on Display podcast is produced right here at Fellowship Greenville in Greenville, South Carolina. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Follow and share this podcast with anyone who might be interested or curious about our church community or how storytelling unites us and helps us feel more connected. To actively keep up with what's going on at our church, head to our website at fellowshipgreenville.org. Follow us on all social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much for tuning in. Grace and peace to you for your week. We'll see you next time.